After three years of work, our follow-up to the Meat Eater Fish and Game Cookbook is here. It's the Meat Eater Outdoor Cookbook, wild game recipes for the grill, smoker, campfire, and camp stove. Here is your book for everything that's best cooked or eaten outside, from grilling to open fire cooking to Dutch ovens to smokers to barbecue to backpacking meals to how to pull off the perfect fish fry with pit stops along the way for lessons about Ice Age cooking methods and the best five ways to construct a cooking fire you can be proud of. And of course, we're focusing on wild game and fish here with over 100 recipes, including stuffed venison burgers three ways, wild duck with ahi verde sauce, a jerky made with cola, a gin and tonic made with fire charred lemons, and grilled frog legs made with a sticky sweet sauce. This ain't your normal cookbook, so be prepared to be surprised. Get your copy now. For more info, visit TheMeatEater.com or buy it wherever books are sold. It's a Meat Eater Podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Stephen Rinella, Sean Weaver, Corinne Schneider, and a whole bunch of special guests from the New York Mets. Fellas, please go around the room and introduce yourselves. Hey, I'm Tommy Hunter, uh, pitcher with the Mets. Steven Agosik, pitcher with the Mets. Chris Bassett, pitcher with the Mets. Pete Alonzo, first baseman for the Mets. Steve Rinella, I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I played never held the baseball. I, I played T-ball, but dropped out. <laughs> uh, Tyler Naquin, outfielder for the Mets. David Peterson, uh, pitcher for the Mets. Give us a better intro than that. Now, we're going to go around the room again. Tell us some of your bona fides when it comes to the outdoors, what you like to do, hunting, fishing, things like that. Uh, Tommy Hunter again. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, I, just, I just like to get outside, um, whether fishing, um, uh, going offshore, uh, bass fishing, tarpons. The tarpons are... Where, we gotta, where'd we you gotta, grow up? I grew up in Indiana, Indianapolis. Okay. Um, but my Great parents, tarpon fishing. My parents live... Uh, in Port Charlotte, um, so we go down there, um, get offshore. Uh, love doing that, but I also uh, I live in Ohio now, and I've got a few acres in my backyard. Um, I've got a few few deer that run back, so we do that. And then being in baseball, it's pretty much you know exposed me to the hunting world with all these guys and just getting out in the off season and you know visiting with guys and going and killing shit. Now that was a good introduction. Everyone needs to match that now going forward. <laughs> All right, Steven Gosick. I uh, grew up waterfowl hunting in uh, Northern California. I uh, moved to Oregon and started my big game journey and been getting my ass kicked ever since. Where uh, Pete was predicting that you might win trivia. There's a chance. There's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> where, where in Northern California? Uh, just north of Sacramento. So I grew up in Roseville, and then we did all of our hunting in Calusa, Winters, Gotcha. And, Up by yeah. Klamath at all? No, I actually lived in Klamath. That's where I went uh, when got I moved it. to Oregon. That's where I killed my first buck. Uh, it took me three years, but got him with a bow. Yeah. And elk, I've been getting my absolute ass kicked. <laughs> I can't. I haven't even been close. But That's a sneaky duck hunting area, though, too, man. I mean, it used I, to be. Uh, I would rate Klamath one of the best places when it had in water. the United States. When it had water. If, when, it, when we get water, but I also love just like natural flood rivers. Yeah. Uh, I'm not a big 
like sitting blind in a rice field. I grew up doing mm-hmm. it, but now it's like I can't do it anymore. When I get older, I'm definitely having a Tommy Hunter blind. Well, <laughs> what, what do you like doing? How do you? What do you like doing instead? Uh, I like so uh, me and my pops got a duck boat. Oh, okay. And we started doing that, and that's a lot of fun. Like getting out on the river and moving yeah, it's around. much more yeah. like go out the day before, find where the ducks are at, yep. and then put your boat close. And so I built uh, like handmade lawn lines. Oh, okay, uh, you're so, speaking my language now. Yeah, just I put paracord, tied swivels on there, hooked them to the decoys, and then weights on each side. And what's and, a Tommy Hunter blind? I would, I, he's gonna have to explain that. <laughs> I'll, I'll White let collar. Him explain that. But. White collar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It, it's uh would you explain it as a ritz carlton yeah. <laughs> talking propane heaters yeah, yeah we we're, got- we're, we're not getting cold boys <laughs> i'll tell you that much i mean wear what you want there's gonna be a cooler there's gonna be ice i mean we're gonna have we're gonna yeah i'm not well <laughs> I'm not, i mean it's yeah it's we're not doing yeah no yeah. <laughs> this body doesn't walk too far <laughs> so yeah but when i get older i'll have that but right now it's I want to go out and find it. Nice. So, uh, Chris Bassett, um, mostly whitetail hunting. Um, got into waterfowl uh, last last year and fell in love with it. I love it. Um, been out west elk hunting, mule deer hunting, but uh, mostly mostly I just chase around whitetail. Bear bury a little bit just because we have a season, but for the most part, whitetail. Where'd you go duck hunting? Uh, North Carolina. Last year was was horrible there were just weren't ducks at all there um that was kind of everywhere we went like um where i live now is like 45 minutes from like hyde county uh in north carolina so big time black bear hunting there um but yeah for the most part like i said just whitetail steve i just want to let you know that uh strange creature on the on the trail cam i asked you about that was uh that was his property oh okay yeah so that he had a oh some sort of strange mythical creature on his trail camp. Yeah, Pete wanted me to sell my hunting spot just because mm-hmm. I had some... You had a chupacabra? Yeah, I had two of them. <laughs> I had two of them on there. He said, you got to sell that thing right now, but I didn't. I'm, I'm going with it. I'm Pete Alonzo. Uh, I grew up Tampa, Florida. I grew up doing the whole snook, redfish, and, and trout inshore fishing. Um, super easy. It's a great fishery. Super easy to get offshore. Um Still have not landed a tarpon yet. I know that's that's weird because tarpon season's always uh, in baseball season, but I've done my fair share. I've hooked into them, but um, sucks not landing one. And also when I was younger, I used to go whitetail hunting a lot with my grandpa. And um, because of baseball and the, and not the season just being super long and uh, time-consuming, I haven't really had enough time to really – go out and explore like the big game hunting. I didn't really get a chance to do it until uh, 2019 when Steve and I uh, went in Colorado. He's nice enough to take me out. And um, I mean, I've, I went back the, the year after um, in Colorado, got a really nice elk and it's just been something that I'm itching to do, uh, continuing to do and just broadening my experience outdoors. And then hopefully this off season, uh, get to do some spear fishing, some free diving and um go offshore pete when you win your next home run derby are you gonna make another request to go hunting with steve i mean i i could probably just call him now right? <laughs> what, what you what if i was you i would make a request to go spear fishing with cameron kurt connell all right then that's it that might be smart because he's down in your neck of the woods where's he at well he's he's fishes out of florida okay 
You know, so it'd be easy. What part of what part of Florida? Where do we meet up when we're down? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm just saying, that for like for expertise and local convenience, that'd be the that'd be the call out to make. I'm yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm down. Write that down somewhere. Do you guys ever hope that you don't make it into the um, playoffs and shit so you can hunt more? Fuck no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Play to win, baby. <laughs> a, a lot of people will say like. We better win this whole damn thing, or we better lose really fast. Like, I <laughs> Chris wanna, Bassett says that. I want to. I want to get home, or I want to win the whole damn thing. Like if you're if taking second, that sucks. Yeah, like, yeah. Sucks. Wasting all your time, man. Yeah. You could have been off. You could have been doing something different. Um, Tyler Naquin. I'm from Texas, and as far as I mean, I could remember. I've been been whitetail hunting many, many years with my family, just growing up, um, and waterfowl hunting as well. Um, we actually, my dad and brother flew up here um wednesday night and we flew in early yesterday and we went to prodigy down here in jasper georgia it's a duck hunting um they make all those custom boats out there and so we went over a couple duck hunting builds and stuff like that for the off day yesterday and uh i don't know i'm just extremely my my first thing would probably i'm just extremely addicted to uh bow hunting like whitetail and getting up in the tree and and you know, just learning how to track these animals and learning how they work and see where they bed and, and things like that and getting to tune your own bow and build all your own arrows and, and just every little aspect of that um, goes a long way for me. Um, and probably my favorite would probably be elk hunting and stuff. I've watched countless YouTube videos and hours of you guys doing all your stuff and I just, but I mean, we're always playing. So it's probably, that would probably be my number one is, the big game stuff but mine uh has always been whitetail and and ducks to to this point all right great uh david peterson um from denver colorado um say i'm probably the the new guy in terms of hunting uh grew up fishing a little bit in florida um and then always loved being outdoors and um never really had anybody close to me who was an influence hunting wise um and then I had some friends, uh, Nogo and I went to school together at Oregon. Um, he kind of started to, to plant the seed a little bit with another teammate of ours and then um, had a buddy, one of my best friends from back home, got me into, uh, started with small game and did a bunch of pheasant and then had another friend from uh, Texas who took me out on my first uh, deer archery hunt. So um, kind of similar to what Pete said, looking forward to... Um, getting some time outside of baseball season once we're done and get out there a little more. So you guys, you guys went to college together, then wound up with the same team. That's cool. Yeah. We, uh, we spent two years at Oregon together. No go got drafted by the Red Sox. I got drafted by the Mets and then he ended up getting traded over. Oh, great. Yeah. So I was drafted in 16. He was drafted in 17 and then right. Cause the draft was in June of 17 and then I was traded August the 17th over. Um, and yeah, so he was the young buck, this little guy, even though he's not very little. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he uh, we, he came in and I kind of was talking about hunting with uh, one of our catchers who we were from the same area, hunted the same area. And then he started to, it was like throwing a little worm out there and he started taking it little by little. And now, now I'm excited for 
when season's over, we can start going on hunts. So well, yeah, good luck. And we're sitting in Atlanta right now, about to watch you guys play the Braves tonight. I saw an ESPN headline this morning that called this the biggest regular season series in a decade. So obviously, really important games. Tell folks what's on the line here tonight. Well, uh, what's on the line is um, so both teams have have clinched a playoff spot. Um, so both teams are in. It's just a matter of. Uh, whoever basically wins this series uh, gets to win the division. And winning the division, uh, you're, we are rewarded by five or six off days before, uh, before playing the divisional series. And the loser, um, if we lose this, I mean, we still have games after this, but basically the loser of this series still goes to the playoffs. But we only have one off day, and we play in a three-game series uh, as opposed to a five-game series with five off days, so off days are very, very rare in the in the baseball world. And take them while you get them. And especially now, going into the postseason, getting guys healthy, getting guys uh, back ready to go, and uh, full power for us, that's going to be huge. So if we win, also get to have a hell of a champagne shower. Yeah, you were describing <laughs> this as the playoffs before the playoffs, right? I mean, essentially, yeah, yeah. All right, but for now, we got to focus on the Meteor trivia. Who do you guys think is going to win? Pete already predicted that Steve is going to be the, the Mets champion. How does everyone else feel that folks are going to do? I, I, I never claimed that. I'm going to say that first. <laughs> I, I gotta, I, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. I just like to read and learn, but I never said I could remember it on the spot. <laughs> I got Naquin if I had to pick. Yeah, I think I got Naquin as kind of a sleeper, but <laughs> Nogo's sort of getting all the hype right now, and he could run away with this thing, but I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, what are we? It's going to be a heavyweight. Questions before, but what are we? Yeah, what's the category? <laughs> what, are, what are we? <laughs> yeah, like, oh, this is all random, fellas. If, if this if, is like Disney movies, Pete might win, but yeah. Yeah. Shit. if I mean, you're if not familiar, this is a 10 round quiz show with questions from Meat Eaters for Verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. And there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization of the winner's choosing. So this is testing your knowledge of hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking. Does that change anyone's answer now about who's going to win? I double down, Naquin. All right. Now, every episode here on Meat Eater Trivia, we reveal a new stat. This week, we're looking at our only trivia advanced stat, which we'll refer to as war. This was inspired by baseball's advanced stat called war. <laughs> so will one of you guys please explain to Steve what war means? Steve, to be honest with you, no one knows what the fuck war means. <laughs> war is a made-up number, so they could make us not that expensive. That's what it is. <laughs> Or if your war is low, you become expensive. It's a crazy. They use it opposite. So if you have a high war, they try to pay you less. You have a low war, they try. To, they give you a little more. It's, 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 an, it's a weird. It's an it's acronym. A, it's, an, it's an. It's crazy. Wins how they above use replacement. It. It's supposed oh. to be. There's a set dollar figure until you get above what they think you should be making. Basically, Steve. Steve there's a stat out there. I'll put it in the hunting world like this. Say you you and two guys are going to on an elk hunt, right? Yeah. And you kill a bigger bull and you do it smooth, clean, every perfect. But the other guy on the other side of the mountain does it a little bit quicker. They're going to be like, well, yeah, Steve was a little bit slower. So uh, we're going to have to knock some dollars off his thing, even though <laughs> you were better. <laughs> You're better just way. not as good. You're just slower. And like there's, there's stats and stuff like that. So the war, 
They're just poking holes in the lid of that coffee can just to not give you what you need, in a way. <laughs> and now, <laughs> Meat Eater Fuck Trivia yeah, has a war Love number. That. Love that. This number was generated by taking a player's average score and dividing it by the average points needed to win. This is a leveling <laughs> factor that takes into consideration how difficult rounds of trivia are and how different players compete in them. Simply oh. put, the higher the number, the stronger the player. So our leader in war is Brody with 7.2. That's followed by Steve with 6.3, Giannis with 5.8, Callan Hayden with 5.5, and Rick with 5.0. Those are our only competitors with a war above five. So, Steve, how do you feel about our advanced stat? Of well, war? I think it, uh, I don't mean to dog on, you know, I don't mean to criticize these guys' criticisms about whatever <laughs> war means in their world, but war in the trivia world is pretty reflective of performance in general. So, you, you support our war stat. It seems reasonable to me. Yeah, it's weird that Sean, as an emerging threat, didn't make it in there. He's he's under five. I think so he's right Sean. around our. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are on to meat eater trivia. Play the drop. Well, I got Phil. one quick question What's before up? you play the drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you walk me through? Like I, you like to throw a bone to guess. Yep. How are you? How are you approaching that? Question two. You'll know pretty quickly. So it's only you're only throwing them one bone. They get one bone. It didn't flavor the whole thing. We, we also have a question about the NFL, which I realize these guys don't play football. Um, but I <laughs> think it would okay. give them a leg up flavor, over you as well. Did, the, did, the, did the, our guests' occupations flavor the entire suite of questions? Not the entire thing, no. I, I would still... flavor eight? I would say it flavored all ten, but not mm. in, a, in a significant way. Okay. The little t- a little pinch. That's right. One of them <laughs> will heavily favor flavor. them for being MLB players, but the rest, they're going to have to earn it. Because I view anything that favors them as being not favoring me. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? Just tend to win everything. Question one, the topic is fishing, and this is multiple choice. Which of these invasive species was last to arrive in America? Is it lionfish, common carp, zebra mussels, or northern snakehead? Which of these invasive species was last to arrive in America? Your choices are lionfish, common carp, zebra mussels, or northern snakehead. Steve, how you feel about this one? I got it. I, I know I got it down to, to two. Okay. Does the rest of the room feel that confident that you got it down to two of them? Yep. One more time. Choices are lionfish, common carb, zebra mussels, and northern snakehead. Are y'all wanting us to write out like D or do you want us to write out right, the... Write out the, the whole answer. So right, if you think right. it's lionfish, write out lionfish. He doesn't, he won't bone you on spelling either. <laughs> Does everybody even have, though someone here has requested it before? Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Tommy. Tommy saying Northern Snakehead. Uh, Steven saying Snakehead. Chris saying Snakehead. Pete saying well, huh, Zebra he was still muscles. he was still writing away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was. It was. It's a wrong. It's a long answer. I had D on there. It's right? a, D. It's a long answer. We got Pete saying Zebra Muscles. Steve. Saying snakeheads, Corinne saying lionfish, Sean saying snakehead, Tyler saying snakehead, David saying snakehead. 
The room did very well. The correct answer is Northern Snakehead. Pete's already behind, man. (laughs) (laughs) Common Carp arrived on America's East Coast in 1831. (laughs) Thank you for that. That was was great. Uh, Common Carp arrived on America's East Coast in 1831. The first lionfish here was spotted in Florida in 1985. The first zebra mussels showed up in a Lake St. Clair cargo ship in 1986. And the country's first northern snakehead was caught from a California pond in 1997. Oh, it was California? California. A lot of people think it would be Maryland with the Potomac, but it was actually California started the invasion. 97? 97. So that's 11 years after uh, zebra mussels what, 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 what are the fish that jump like with like a boat mortar? Silver carp. Silver carp. Silver Asian carp, carp yeah. yeah. That's what I was, I was like... All right, maybe. I'm those, are new, those are new-ish. Those are brand new, right? New-ish. Uh, they, the whole carp invasion sort of happened at once, and finding, like, firm dates on when all no, the No, common like, carp were, different. like, not... A, I mean, the, 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 the Asiatic carp happened at once, right? Well, but the, the problem is, like, when you look at the literature, there's, like, the Asian carp are broken up into black, grass, silver, big head. Got and it. so you'll find dates. So, like, Asian carp arrived now... Uh, but then silver carp right now, it's just like too hard. Common carp, though, firmly in 1831. Yeah, on purpose. Oh, yeah. They were just like throwing them off of trains to stock them in every pond. The government was giving them away. They, they wanted them in everybody of water. They thought everybody would just be loving it, eating them. Yeah. Question, never caught on. Question two. <laughs> the topic is hunting. This state, whose MLB team has a moose for a mascot, has the fourth highest moose population in America. This state, whose MLB team has a moose for a mascot, has the fourth highest moose population in America. Most of our baseball players seem like they have it. Pete looks stumped. So does Nate. Pete, what in the world? <laughs> you guys are ridiculous right what now. Moose? If y'all get it wrong, come on. <laughs> the perplexity on, so in four, two of fourth these highest in the faces. Fourth highest in the country? <laughs> Just the way their face is extorting what right fuck, now. Well, trying dude, to think what of what fucking this, team is a moose? I mean, this is, this is I mean. <laughs> Here's the question one more time. This state, <laughs> whose MLB oh God, team. Oh, God, you it, too. <laughs> This wait, state, wait, whose MLB team has panic. a moose for a mascot, oh, has the fourth highest moose population in America. Picture, I'm trying to picture him on the dugout. No, no, no. Keep, keep your answer <laughs> on there. Don't my, change it. Uh, got a lot of coaching going on from Tommy here. I'm just fourth highest in America. Fourth highest moose population. I'm looking for the state. You need to tell me what state this is. And their MLB team what has MLB a moose team? for a mascot. Oh. I'm just what making, all state, well, like What all states don't have a team? <laughs> Don't tell him that, MLB players. This is your best chance say, to pull ahead of I would Steve. Say Northern states have very limited teams. We're just supposed to write down the state, right? Just write down the state. That's right. Don't don't help out Steve. Yeah, do not help him. This is your chance to get a lead. Yeah, don't help him at all. Keep your answers. No. Does everybody have an answer? Looking for the state whose MLB team has a moose for a mascot and the fourth highest moose population in America. Steve is stumped. I love well, that he's stumped high, right Even if you now. just stripped all the other bullshit out and just said fourth highest moose population in America, I'd be stumped, man. Looking for the state. Did I spell right? Kiss my ass. I think this is an American League question. <laughs> you would be right with that. That's not going to help Steve right. either. Be be right. You guys are talking in riddles right now to Steve. <laughs> say no, like dude, listen. 
I don't think I got it, but I got it pretty close. Okay, does everybody right. have an answer? That's what I wrote. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead and reveal your answers. We got Tommy saying Washington. Stephen oh. saying Washington. Oh. Chris saying Washington, Washington. Steve saying Minnesota. So it's Washington, apparently. Corinne saying Wisconsin. Sean saying Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Washington. And David saying Washington. It's wrong. The correct answer is Washington. God damn it, man. The Seattle Moose. Dude, I've never played in Seattle. <laughs> they have the Moose. I've never played in Seattle. That, that's all such over a the dugout. Their just, mascot is Mariner Moose. Oh, you, it man. is Mariner yeah, Moose. This doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I've been, to their, I've been to their game. <laughs> hey, the uh, Seattle Manners have the coolest camera in the big leagues. Oh, yeah. The one that tracks. Oh, the surround. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh yeah. baby. The thing's cool. That field is sick, too. Yeah. Uh, no, we, yeah, I've been there, man. My, my kids thought it was a, uh, because they like do the fireworks after every uh-huh. homer, you know? My kids thought it was a, a fireworks show that played out very slowly. <laughs> when, when, when did you go? When did you go? It would have been like probably four or five years ago. Oh, okay. Because now they're selling like uh, like crickets and all that stuff at the at the ballpark. Eating crickets, oh, man. Crickets, yeah. To eat, yeah. Like Put chocolate on them. I or think salt so. Or yeah, like yeah. Mariner, yeah. Mariner moose. So it's a moose dressed up like a mariner. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you knew now, this, Phil? I'm from Washington. I was a diehard Mariners fan for uh, a while. I'll, I just want to let you guys know that this question was completely unfair to those who did not play in the American League. I'm a only a National League guy, and I had I went over my fucking head. Has anyone here ever played for Seattle? Why do you have it right there, though? Because I was my best educated guess, Washington. Oh, oh he just had to use the fourth highest moose population. He still got it right. Well, I'm saying, but he. Why does it seem like he's? You're complaining even though you won. No, it's oh. because Chris gets fucking giving me a hard time over here. <laughs> Alaska has 200,000 moose, which is followed by Maine with 65,000, Idaho with 10,000, Washington with 5,000, hmm. and Minnesota with 4,700. The Seattle Mariners, who have the only moose mascot in baseball, has been proudly represented by Mariner Moose since 1990. So how many, how many does Washington have? Washington has 5,000. And how many does Minnesota have? 4,700. So I've- only you, off you by right 300 there, if you think the, about it. The twins mascot is a bear. TC bear. <laughs> you had a mammal. Question three. The topic is wildlife. This next great question comes to us via Cody Rowe. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Now, this is a visual question. If you want to see what the room is seeing, then go to Instagram and check out at Spencer Newharth. I'll make it my most recent post. This famous bear from Georgia died in 1985 after eating 76 pounds of what? You can oh. pass around if you need to see the photo. This is the taxidermied bear. Again, this famous bear from Georgia died in 1985 after eating 76 pounds of what? Some quick oh, answers in the room. You want his name or what he ate? No, no, no. I want to know what he ate. This famous bear from his name? Georgia. Was that, died. You know his name? Yeah. Died in there 1985. There's a couple quick answers before the question was even. It was. He done. ate 76 pounds of what? How'd you guys even know that's what he was going to ask? Well, he, he erased it, his I kind of could see the picture. <laughs> Got it. I thought we were going with a name, and I, the only bear name I know is Smokey the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> You decided to start writing before you finished the question. So it's, it's what he ate. We're looking where's for. The, where's the? Can we see the picture again? Yeah, yeah. No, here we go. Here you you no, can yeah, see you the can picture. See Here's the question one more time. This famous bear from Georgia 
died in 1985 after eating 76 pounds of what? Will you accept his name? No. And not, you, okay. you need to tell me what this bear ate. Does anybody besides Steve think they know it? Sean, you know it? Yeah. I'm 96.7% sure. Okay. I, got it. I like that number. Definitely spelt it wrong, though. Oh. Ooh. There's a hint. Oh. <laughs> if you trust that he has the right answer. Yeah, that, don't trust that. That really <laughs> throws me if off. If he was like, there. oh, I know one. No, what do you put it at? 90 what? 96.7%. Yeah, so there's, a, there's that high of a chance that it's a hard word to spell. No, I spell like a four-year-old. <laughs> Does everybody have an answer looking for what this bear ate 76 pounds of that killed him? I'm good. Go ahead and reveal your dumb. answers. We got Tommy saying yeah, Pablo pecan, Escobar, Stephen right? saying cocaine. Chris saying beef jerky. Okay. Pete, 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 what's your answer? Pete saying spoiled food. Steve saying cocaine. Corinne saying hot Cheetos. Sean saying cocaine. Oh, Tyler saying. Dude, whenever, whenever Nogo said it's tough to spell, I was like, we're in Georgia. It's freaking kudzu. It's an invasive plant that's... Yes. Um, dude, I had this whole plan. I was like, Steve and Pete texted, and he said, make this about kudzu at some point, because Steve or Pete loves kudzu, so I was No, like, the kudzu. New York Metropolitans love kudzu. It's our, it's our favorite vine. <laughs> and or David... Ivy, form of ivy. David saying tobacco. The correct answer is cocaine. Oh, my gosh. I think you should have said the bear's name. It was Pablo Escobar. He has multiple names. This oh. critter who ate $14 million worth of blow is known as the cocaine bear or Pablo Escobar. He stumbled on a duffel bag of coke that fell from a smuggler's plane over the Chattahoochee National Forest. The cocaine bear was taxidermied and is now on display at the Kentucky for Kentucky Fun Mall in Lexington. Because I remember reading an article about that, and they mentioned that like he was the most apex predator on planet Earth at that time. <laughs> yeah, I know, it's, Imagine it, running into that bear. Uh, yeah. It's amazing. I, I, I don't. It, would it be just so bluntly, quickly toxic, or would it be that he was that he had some hours he got, of, of rampage? Yeah, or was it just like it's just like so much that you're just dead? There's also theories. Uh, there was somebody who did uh, necropsy on this bear, and they only found like four milligrams of coke in its system. So now people actually suspect that somebody luckily just showed up on this duffel bag of coke, took it with them, and the bear died anyway from only like you know a sniff of it. Oh, I got you. But no. uh, the the that's not near as fun no, as imagining a bear on seventy six pounds. <laughs> yeah, of I got yeah, yeah. So only the bear got that. the credit, but some dude. Ran off with all the stuff that That's was That's right. But yeah. with his name and, and the display at where he's taxidermied, it says he ate 76 pounds of cocaine. Good for that bear. There's a brand new house, mansion, right up the hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some local derelict also just living the life yep. and shit. You know? yeah. He Question. won the lottery, but no one ever saw the ticket, you know? Question four, the topic is cooking. The Flintstone steak is a nickname for what cut of meat? The Flintstone steak is a nickname for what cut of meat? Some quick answers. You know this one, Tommy? No. How about you, Pete? You got this one, what the Flintstone steak is? I think I have a strong, educated guess, okay. but I, don't, I probably not. 
This is question four. Again, the topic is cooking. The Flintstone steak is a nickname for what cut of meat? A lot of writing from Steve over there. Does everybody have well, an I've answer? actually drawn a picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> because <laughs> that won't help you. Does everybody have an answer? These guys are showing each other the answers. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Tommy saying tomahawk. Steven saying ribeye. Chris saying T-bone. Oh. Pete saying bone-in ribeye. Steve saying, what's that say? Rob Rib chop. chop. And then I got, there's the loin and there's the upper rib. rib so chop. I can show it. Grin saying so T-bone. Sean for. saying bone-in ham. Tyler rib. saying rib. For rib, rib. <laughs> and David saying tomahawk. The correct answer is ribeye or tomahawk. Oh so God. the room did well, fairly well. <laughs> Suck this it, is Chris. definitely acceptable. I would I would give okay, that to yeah. you. This is of course named after Fred Flintstone. It's basically a ribeye steak that wasn't cut off the rib bone. If you want to learn how to remove one of them from a deer, then go to TheMeatEater.com and watch Ryan Callahan's video called How to Cut a Tomahawk Steak. Question five, the topic is hunting. This next great question comes to us via Colin Connor. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to Trivia at TheMeatEater.com. There are five animals you can hunt in the 1985 video game, The Oregon Trail. Name three of those animals. Three? Three of them. There are five animals you can hunt in the 1985 video game, The Oregon Trail. Name three of those animals. Tommy's got this one in the back. This is actually hilarious because I no. just downloaded Oregon Trail on <laughs> the really? iPad two oh, days ago. Wow. Oh. Have you had a chance to dig in? I oh. grinded it all off the yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel, I feel like there's been like 20 versions of the Oregon Trail. The 85 is kind of one of the OG versions. Do you oh, know which see, one you're I have, the, I have the modern version. Okay. I listed every animal just in case. Only list three. Only list three of them. Can't have you just shotgunning out answers. There are five animals you can hunt in the 1985 video game, The Oregon Trail. Name three of those animals. Steve, did you ever play The Oregon Trail? Nope. Do you know what it is? Yep. It's a, it's a video game. <laughs> <laughs> Does everybody have an answer looking for three of the five animals that you can hunt? Waiting on David. David, you can come up with a third one. You went to school there. You should know it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Tommy saying buffalo, elk, moose. Stephen saying moose, deer, bison. Chris saying elk, bison, deer. Pete saying deer, fox, bear. Steve saying bison, deer, turkey. Corinne saying turkey, bison, deer. Sean saying deer, squirrel, bear. Tyler saying deer, rabbit, beaver. So that's a or bear. Bear, deer, rabbit, bear. David saying bear, deer, squirrel the five animals you can hunt are squirrels rabbits bison deer and bear oh, so the, room, the room did fairly well dude i don't know where that turkey i got a thing came from man it's like all of a sudden in my mind i got the more what? modern version uh, got i got into the yours. politics of like <laughs> that they're like well it can't be a bear because people think it's mean <laughs> do you know what i mean i, like, yeah, I, remember, I got it's like 85 two, version i brought too much into the table man 85 version. i know and it was like the old days right i died of dysentery <laughs> During the popular hunting minigame, players had to type bang to fire their gun at the five different animals. The Oregon Trail entered the World Video Game Hall of Fame in 2016. It was the only educational video game to receive such an honor until Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego was inducted in 2021. Bass, this was not what I was thinking 
you picked me to win in this like cooking and stuff brother no i'm bringing it i'm gonna bring it in but i ain't cooking it up <laughs> we are halfway through the game of trivia give us a scoreboard update phil yeah we'll do uh in last place but still on the board we have corinne schneider with one point so shocking coming up next with two points uh he's got a high ass we've got pete alonzo <laughs> Uh, tied for we got a four-way tie for the next spot here we got tommy hunter steven ranella sean weaver and chris bassett all with three points and then tied for first place with four points apiece we've got tyler naquin dave peterson and steve nagosik wow i was really first hoping place. to use because he's in the lead right now no no pete's pete's got two Oh, almost yeah. the last. Okay, so hold on. Who's who, it's a reverse order? Then he's almost in first. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Who's yeah. up? Who's in the lead? Tyler, Steve, and Dave are in the lead. Not. No. Yeah, no. Yeah. I gathered Steve. that. Okay. I yeah. was hoping because usually when we do this and someone's uh, got a perfect score, we say they're throwing a perfect game. Would have been a perfect metaphor, but uh, unfortunately, you got the wrong version mm. of Oregon Trail, so I couldn't couldn't throw that out there. Hon, you screwed up Oregon Trail. I. Yeah, I went with the modern version that I've been oh, playing for the past the two days. Which wow. apparently has moose, but the 1985 version did wow. not. That's a tricky question. Yeah. I don't remember the squirrels Shame. at all. Shame. In Oregon Trail, squirrels, I don't remember them at all. They were there, but it, it was a very poor yield for meat. You could only take 100 pounds <laughs> yeah. of meat at a time on a hunt, so you were wasting your time if you were shooting bullets at uh, well, squirrels Also, and like, bullets are expensive. You got to really plan out, and they take up a lot of room. And I'm not shooting a damn squirrel when I have seven. That's I'll right. shoot. I'll shoot the elk. Good strategy. After three years of work, our follow-up to the Meat Eater Fish and Game Cookbook is here. It's the Meat Eater Outdoor Cookbook: Wild Game Recipes for the Grill, Smoker, Campfire, and Camp Stove. Here is your book for everything that's best cooked or eaten outside, from grilling to open fire cooking to Dutch ovens to smokers to barbecue to backpacking meals to how to pull off the perfect fish fry with pit stops along the way for lessons about ice age cooking methods and the best five ways to construct a cooking fire you can be proud of. And of course, we're focusing on wild game and fish here with over 100 recipes, including stuffed venison burgers three ways, wild duck with ahi verde sauce, a jerky made with cola, a gin and tonic made with fire charred lemons, and grilled frog legs made with a sticky sweet sauce. This ain't your normal cookbook, so be prepared to be surprised. Get your copy now. For more info, visit TheMeatEater.com or buy it wherever books are sold. Question six. The topic is conservation. Although this marsupial wasn't declared extinct until 1982, the last known one of these died at a zoo in 1936. What is it? Although this marsupial wasn't declared extinct until 1982, the last known one of these died at a zoo in 1936. What is it? Steve has his fist in the air. He knows this one. The rest of the room, not as confident. I think there's a good bit of us who are wondering what a marsupial is. I think like a kangaroo, but not a kangaroo. There you go. Jeff, Jeff McNeil. He's a flying squirrel. Flying squirrels are marsupials. Oh, I can't even remember That's what this thing's exactly called. I'm just... They're marsupials. <laughs> <laughs> Man, this is, this is fun. 
It is extinct in 1936. Again, the topic is conservation. Although this marsupial wasn't declared extinct until 1982, the last known one of these died at a zoo in 1936. I think you should throw a little more in. What what other detail would you add? I think that you could go so far as to um, narrow, uh, like maybe. Ex- uh, Multiple choice? Here's, here's no, like, can I do language like, you, can, you, can, you can help geographically. I'll tell you what zoo it died at. It was an Australian zoo. Were, helps, you know. were there conservation efforts made to try to save this species? Uh, but it was too late. I would say very minimal. It was, like, it too, was too late. Minimal to, minimal to non-existent. Stunt. Okay. That doesn't help me. Do you guys know any marsupials? Besides a flying squirrel. I think you could even say something like I didn't um, even know where it's from, but I can't remember <laughs> what the actual name of it is. I think was. you could even say uh, here's here's why I feel okay about it. Okay. There's hardly any marsupials in the world. Correct. So to figure out which one went extinct, it's a short list. No, nah, yeah, you're right. Declared extinct in nineteen eighty two, but the last known one died at a zoo in nineteen thirty six. I'm gonna give a hint, ready? Yeah, I, I know it. the hint, I think. I'm gonna give a hint. Willem Defoe. I don't get that hint at all. That was foreign language. That was foreign language. I have the answer yeah. in front of me, and that didn't help me. Does everybody have an answer who's going to come up with an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Tommy saying Capybara. Stephen saying Wombat. Chris without an answer. Pete saying Giant Wombat. Steve saying Tasmanian Tiger. Corinne saying some kind of sloth. Sean saying Tasmanian tiger. David saying albino kangaroo. Steve got it, and Sean got it. It's a Tasmanian tiger. There's a Willem Dafoe movie that came out not too long ago about a guy, these it's a, these guys that are these evil scientists. Well, it, it, all right, back up a minute. There's a term <laughs> called a Lazarus species, and as we all know in the Old Testament, Lazarus... No, is he New Testament or Old Testament, Lazarus? In the Bible. <laughs> As we all In the Bible, know. Lazarus dies and he's brought back to life. So with a lot of endangered species, we have like certain Lazarus species. And for the most noteworthy in our continent is the, the uh, black-footed ferret. Everybody thought it went extinct. Then all of a sudden, a rancher's dog is standing there with a dead one in his mouth. And they realize, that, holy shit, there's this population in Matitsi, Wyoming that no one knew about. Uh the Tasmanian tiger has this long, it's people, there's people that just do not accept that it's gone. There's sightings every year. Willem Dafoe did a movie where these evil bioengineers were going to, they found out about a last one and, and he was hired to go get it so they could make an evil medicine. And in the end he kills it and burns it. Why? The last Tasmanian tiger. The last tiger. Tasmanian tiger. It's like a, la- like they find out that, that there's one still running around and there's, Every year you got people who are like, I saw one crossing the road. Most biologists believe Tasmanian tigers went extinct sometime in the 1950s, while others think they might have held on into the 21st century. One of the most optimistic researchers is Barry Brook, a mammal ecologist from the University of Tasmania. He believes there's a 10% chance that the Tasmanian tiger is still alive, but is ready to admit they're extinct if a clear photograph isn't produced by the year 2031. How the hell did he come up with that date? 
He said, if I don't see a clear <laughs> photograph in the next decade, this is what Cody had last year, oh, I see. then they're okay. extinct. Right. Then there's no chance. He said, photographs are too easy to take anymore. If they're out there, we're going to know. Sounds like he's just like spitballing. And 10 years from now, <laughs> if I don't see a good yeah. picture. I know, it's so academic, right? Yeah. Like all kinds of other shit could emerge, like hair samples. Uh-huh. But he'd be like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't got the photo. I said photo, <laughs> didn't I? I? Picture, yeah. That's the cool thing about a Tasmanian tiger is anybody could be an expert because they just like don't exist. Question seven. The topic is fur bearers. This next great question comes to us via Colton Winkler. If you have a question you think is right for meat eater trivia, you can send it to trivia at themeateater.com. Two southern states list the raccoon as an official state mammal. Name one of those states. Two southern states. List the raccoon as an official state mammal. Name one of those two states. Did you say a fur bear? A fur bearer. Oh. Fur bearer. We call them trash pandas in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bear like a like a animal that produces. I didn't know what he was saying. I was like, yeah, no, I'm fur bearer. There's even a minor league baseball team, right? That is it. Anaheim's. It's the the Rocket City Trash Pandas. That's cool. That's great. <laughs> Two southern states that have the raccoon as an official state mammal. You need to name one of those states. I mean, I'm just going to go with the worst one. Just picking the worst southern state? <laughs> Does everybody have an answer? <laughs> Two southern states Old just time. looking for one. <laughs> Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Tommy saying the worst southern state, Alabama. Stephen saying Alabama. Chris saying Mississippi. Pete saying Arkansas. Steve saying Georgia. Corinne saying South Carolina. Sean saying Mississippi. Tyler saying Texas. And David saying Alabama. Nobody got it. What? The correct answers are Oklahoma and Tennessee. You guys named almost every southern state. Since Tennessee, Tennessee, it has to be a bear, man. I thought Arkansas was a great guess. Said almost every guess. Oklahoma's southern more state. of like the plains. That's not that's not, when when you say yeah, the south. I think that really that I looked at the Euro, the U.S. Bureau of Maps and they identify that as the South. Anything below the Mason Dixon, as far west as Oklahoma. Is not, is I personally don't Stop believe Alabama is the worst. I just think other people think it's the worst. That's why I said it needed to relate. You know, still roll tide, boys. Tennessee declared the raccoon their official state mammal in 1971, and Oklahoma declared the raccoon their official state fur-bearing mammal. In 1989, hmm. Oklahoma is the only state with an official state fur bearer. Question eight, the topic is cooking. What meaty monstrosity was popularized in America by NFL commentator John Madden? What, what meaty monstrosity was popularized in America by NFL commentator John Madden. Oh, Chris knows. A villainous laugh from Chris. He thinks he knows the answer. A meaty monstrosity was popularized in America by, 100%. by NFL commentator John Madden. I've seen some answer sharing being done over here, but Chris is keeping this one to himself. He put his board He's on the ground. <laughs> This is question eight. We'll get a scoreboard update from Phil after this. I don't even have, like, something to write down. What meaty monstrosity was popularized in America by NFL commentator John Madden? 
Do you know who John Madden is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But this is a. This is your so NFL it's a question. it's a food. It's a food. It's a meaty monstrosity. Why are you giving hints? Are we I able to ask if it's a, a like a single big item, or is it? Like, <laughs> That's a great question. In or is it it's cut a, up an I'll insult. tell you this: it's a meaty monstrosity. <laughs> Whatever you think that means. John Madden popularized. A, I'll, I'll a, give a little a meat. No, no, a little. <laughs> I don't hint. know. No. You might want to hold on to this. Yeah, yeah. 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 Chris, this, hold this on to your this. Win on this. It seems right. as though you're the All only right. one who knows it. It could put you in the lead. You're only a behind, man. Wow. All right. But give me the hint. Okay. <laughs> Can we ask if it's an animal, or like, not giving any hints? The, it's a meaty monstrosity. Steve, do you have an answer? Yeah, but it's not. The, it's not the right answer. <laughs> okay. I'm drawing a total blank, man. I just wrote down something I think of as a meaty monstrosity. Okay. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Tommy saying alligator, Stephen saying meaty oh, milkshake, Chris oh, saying turducken, Pete saying oh big Buford burger, Steve saying turducken, <laughs> Corinne saying sloppy <laughs> Joe, Tyler saying ribs, oh, David shit. saying giant turkey legs. Chris got it. The correct answer is a turducken. Steve also got it. Steve also got it. It's a turkey. Okay, they took a big turkey, put a duck in the turkey, and then put a chicken in the duck. It's like one big meatball. Yeah. But, but it's, it's like, all boned out. Yeah. Madden was introduced. Madden was introduced in to the turducken at a Rams Saints game in 1996. A few weeks later, during the NFL's Thanksgiving game, Madden gave the meal national attention by calling it one of the best things he'd ever eaten. One turducken seller from Louisiana said that the following year, his sales went from 200 to 6,000, all wow. because Madden wow. evangelized about the unusual dish. Madden reportedly ate one every year for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Phil, we have two questions left. Give us a scoreboard yeah, update. Sure. All right. Corinne still has one point. <laughs> Pete Alonzo still has two points. And unfortunately, they are out of the running. But <laughs> still in the running with two questions left, we have Tommy Hunter with three points. And all with four points, we've got Tyler, Stephen Gosick, Sean Weaver, David Peterson, and Chris Bassett. And in first place, pulled ahead, five uh, points, we have Stephen no. Ranella. <laughs> Two <laughs> questions left. Shocker. Don't blow it. <laughs> I'm going to throw the game. Question nine. The topic is gear. This next great question comes to us via Ben Rohde. If you have a question you think is right for Meat Eater Trivia, you can send it to trivia at TheMeatEater.com. Besides a blade, name two of the three tools that the first Swiss Army knife had. Besides a blade, name two of the three tools that the first Swiss Army knife had. A lot of thinking going on. I just there. hate that you threw that out there and got that. <laughs> That's a good guess, though. I don't yeah. even know what I don't even know what another option would be. <clears throat> yeah, I was thinking like, like a, some super like ham. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking it was going to be some super stacked burger that's oh, like, right. you know, a bunch of bacon and. Not birds. And eggs. So and besides like the knife, stuff, two of three things the things blade, name two of the three tools that the first Swiss Army knife had. It's really not surprising that John Madden was a big turducken fan. Not at all. <laughs> there was another time on Monday Night Football where he ate one with his bare hands, and then uh, somebody came in to the like press booth where he was at. I think it was like somebody very important, a, a Saints owner or something. 
And they said that he just went and shook his hand full of grease. That's right, we're looking for two of the three tools from the first Swiss Army knife, besides the blade. Are you able to say how many how many tools were on it total? Well, well there were three tools. I oh, need you to oh, name okay, two okay. of those three. Well, counting the knife, there was four. Counting the knife, there would be four. Besides a blade, name two of the three tools that the first Swiss Army knife had. How you feel about this one, Steve? This is <clears throat> pretty strong. Going to keep you in the lead? No. Well, I feel strong. Okay. No. I really need the last question to be a doozy. <laughs> These guys are just flat out conferring over here. They're flat <laughs> out conferring. <laughs> Like they're not, everyone not even versus like, you. Everyone like versus you. even being whispered. <laughs> they're consulting. Does everybody have an answer? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Tommy saying spoon and flathead. Steven saying screwdriver and saw. Chris saying oh, wait, it had to be two? Uh, corkscrew and file. Pete saying corkscrew and screwdriver. Steve saying corkscrew and scissors. Corinne saying screwdriver and file. I screwed Sean myself. I didn't listen to the question. Tyler saying screwdriver and what's that say? He said about 30 uh, times. I know. A I just Phillips head and then a screw pick. And the court screw, screw pick. pick. Thing. Yeah. And uh, David saying scissors and bottle opener. I don't know if anybody got it. The correct answers are reamer, screwdriver, and can or bottle opener. Huh. Uh, huh. I don't think anybody got that See, I always laugh at those right. things because like, how that many people need to open wine? <laughs> Like well, I felt like corkscrews are so common on those things. You know? yeah, oh, yeah. Not not on the first one. The well. first Swiss Army knife was produced for soldiers in 1891. Mm. The officer's ver- version came out six years later, which included a second knife blade and corkscrew. More that modern was the iterations. Yes. The, the officer's version had <laughs> a second corkscrew. That'll help. That, that doesn't create division in the ranks, right? <laughs> More modern iterations include saws, pliers, scissors, compasses, lights, tweezers, whistles, fish scalers, files, pens, and wire cutters. Did Those guys get... had their lunch eaten so bad by Leatherman. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Just Passed them blo- up. Just like blew them away. Did anybody get that right, Phil? I... So we have no change to the scoreboard. We are on to our final question, question 10. The topic is conservation. Five of America's 10 tallest dams are found in this state west of the Mississippi River. Five of America's 10 tallest dams are found in this state west of the Mississippi River. Phil, how many people do we have left in the game? Everyone except for Pete, Corinne, and Tommy. Wow. Can tie it up right now if Steve gets this wrong. It's a good game. One more time. Five of America's 10 tallest dams are found in this state west of the Mississippi River. Love to see a map right now. (laughs) Steve, how do you feel about this one? Mm. Rubbing his head. It's one of those ones where I feel like I should know, but it's like I just don't know. You know, it's not like that turd duck and shit where I just pulled it out of my <laughs> pulled it out of my turd Like this feels like it should be right there, right? But I don't. Uh-huh. I, I'm I'm trying to like fi- figure it out, but it seems like I should. It would just be just no. So we need Steve to get it wrong and the rest of the room to get it right. Does everybody have an answer? I hope everyone's wrong and I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Five of America's ten tallest dams are found in this state west of the Mississippi River. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We got Tommy saying Nevada, oh, Stephen right. saying oh. California, Chris saying Utah, Pete saying Nevada, Steve saying Washington, 
Corinne saying South Dakota, Sean saying Washington, Tyler saying Oklahoma, and David saying California. We have a correct answer in the room. It's California. Oh, so we now have three-way tie going to overtime. What, what, hold on, what state was it? It was California. California has the first, fifth, sixth, eighth, and ninth tallest dams in the country. Can you name them? The tallest dam is the Oroville Dam on the Feather River at 770 feet tall. It's 44 feet higher than the Hoover Dam, which is in second place. I don't know the other four. No. You see, you see my line of reasoning, though, right? All those big dams on the Columbia? Sure. I think everybody had a reasonable guess there. <laughs> California the whole thing with was, California is it's constantly in a drought, so I was like, they got to have it. And it's mm. biggest state. You, you mean like because they need to retain more water? Yeah. Yeah. So Phil, they suck at it. who do we have going to <laughs> overtime in this three-way tie? Uh, we got the two Steves and David Peterson. David Peterson. So how this works. Now explain how overtime works. Sleeper. We have one final Sleeper. question. And this is a numerical question. Whoever is closest to the right answer will be declared our winner. So just these three, obviously. Just those three, and none guys, of this like none of this like without going over bullshit. It's nope, just like close, the closest. If no. everyone else wants to play along, you're welcome to. Tiebreaker. If you ain't first, you're last. Well, that doesn't make any sense at all. You first, you're last. You, you can be second. You can be third, fourth. Hell, you can even be fifth. The topic is conservation, according to the USDA. How many states have confirmed populations of feral hogs as of 2021? According to the USDA, how many states have confirmed populations of feral hogs as of 2021? Are you counting on your fingers over there, Steve? No, I'm going to write them down. Oh, okay. Confirmed populations. want to make some blocks and then I'm going to write some shit. According to the USDA, how many states have confirmed populations of feral hogs as of 2021? Stephen, how are you feeling about this one? I'm not going to lie. It's like a 38% chance. Okay. 38% chance that <laughs> what? Leroy being correct. Oh, well, good on you if you feel 38% confident. Steve, how are you doing over there? I, I don't want... I really want to distract you. Really. I'm, not feeling, I'm not feeling terrible. Okay. But I'm not going to... Uh, I'm, I'm guessing. Uh-huh. And I have theories about whether I'd want to go, right? I, I can walk you through it. Sure. Now, David, you declared yourself the newest hunter in the room, and now here you are at the tiebreaker. How are you feeling about this one? You think you're doing okay? Should I do better? Uh, I mean, I got a guess, but I don't, I don't know if I have any okay. chance. Now you, you're basically competing about three of your teammates on this couch, competing against them. They're all sharing answers. How much time do we have? Hi, you got an answer? We're going to reveal here soon. Oh, if you're ready, I'm ready. But if not, I'll just sit here and name every damn David, state. David, you have an answer? Then yeah. scratch them off. Steve, you have an answer? Yeah, I got an, an answer. answer. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. Oh, you got Steven saying 32, <laughs> Steve saying 35, and David saying 12. One of you got it right on the nose. Oh, It's no, got to no, be 12. It. It's got to be 12. The correct answer is 35. Wow. 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 W
Our very yeah. humble winner. <laughs> what, oh, what a great yeah. guess, though, oh, yeah. with 32. Oh, yeah. uh, see, he gave My us too much goodness. time, man. I was able to make a little America math your, what and was shit. first guess? 40. Oh, because man. here's the deal. It's like it's uh, there's like some real sleeper wild pig populations. Oh, yeah. You, mean, you, you, you know about it. Every single state. Yeah. And, like, about it. and then I had, wow. I had 31 and then I forgot about Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, or Hawaii. And so I had to add it. And then I still lost. Great guesses, though. Okay, and here's what, I, here's what I'm going to donate. In honor, in honor of my friend Pete Alonzo, I'm going to donate to Captains uh, for Clean Water. And, and why is that in honor well, of Pete Alonzo? Because he pees in Florida. He fishes in Florida. He wants to catch a tarpon <laughs> and actually land it. Uh-huh. And um, so I think that uh, Everglades restoration and water quality around Florida will continue to matter for Pete. So I want to mm-hmm. go Captains for Clean Water. I like it. Are you guys worried at all that tonight you're going to be up to bat and just like be messing with you in your head that you didn't get Tasmanian tiger and, and it's going to distract you. <laughs> Is Buck Show Walter going to be okay with this? I hope I'm a Tasmanian tiger in the fucking box today. That'd be great. <laughs> That's good. That'd be That's great. That's good. You can't, you can't, it's hard to get a better nickname than Polar Bear, but Tasmanian tiger would be right up there. That's pretty sick. <laughs> I don't want you extinct in the batter's box. <laughs> Stay being the polar bear, babe. No, it's... Well, if he, eight, if, he bombs, if he bombs the beginning of the game and comes back, he'll be Lazarus Pete, man. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Pete, Chris, Dave, Tommy, Steve, Tyler, thank you for joining us. It was a lot of fun. Look forward to the game tonight. Uh, I haven't been to an MLB game in a minute. It's going to be fun. Steve hasn't been to one in a while either. Steve, are you excited? I am very much excited, yeah. especially if we have uh, good enough seats where I can, where I can see some of the mm-hmm. intricate interplay. Yeah. The intricate interplay you don't understand. Or? Yeah, but I just like to know it's there. I like to know it's there. I like to catch the like the, uh-huh. the glances and steely eyes. And yeah. Whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then we can like rub elbows with people and be like, "Hey, we played trivia with them yeah. this morning." Ask so him, who you, ask who him you about root? the Tasmanian tiger? So who are you rooting for? I know that uh, not to put you on the spot. No, I'm rooting for you guys. Okay, okay. <laughs> just flat out. Just flat out. <laughs> uh, that's good. Because yeah. you guys are uh, talking with Austin, Austin Riley tomorrow. Yeah. Really good guy, uh, avid outdoorsman. I'm gonna wear my. If you guys get me a, some uh, some uh, like a hat or something, I'm gonna wear it when I do that. <laughs> Fucking a. Are you guys coming yeah. to BP or batting practice? I don't know. Are we? Yeah. Oh yeah. We Sick. Are. Awesome. No, I'm rooting for you guys, man. All right. I like it. Let's go, man. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) Keep the secret. (laughs) Again, thanks for playing. Join us next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. After three years of work, our follow-up to the Meat Eater Fish and Game Cookbook is here. It's the Meat Eater Outdoor Cookbook, wild game recipes for the grill, smoker, campfire, and camp stove. Here is your book for everything that's best cooked or eaten outside, from grilling to open fire cooking to Dutch ovens to smokers to barbecue to backpacking meals to how to pull off the perfect fish fry with pit stops along the way for lessons about Ice Age cooking methods and the best five ways to construct a cooking fire you can be proud of. 
And of course, we're focusing on wild game and fish here with over 100 recipes, including stuffed venison burgers three ways, wild duck with ahi verde sauce, a jerky made with cola, a gin and tonic made with fire charred lemons, and grilled frog legs made with a sticky sweet sauce. This ain't your normal cookbook, so be prepared to be surprised. Get your copy now. For more info, visit TheMeatEater.com or buy it wherever books are sold.